apologize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Hello there. It's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to a very special edition of Talk Nerdy 2 Electric Boogaloo. Uh, this week, we are going to be doing another in our series of uh, deep dive episodes. Today, we'll be all about a single topic. We have already done the state of Star Wars, the state of Star Trek, and today, we're going to get a little bit uh, animated with today's but first before we jump into that let me introduce my co-hosts joining me to my right the booster gold of talk nerdy 2 kohran booster gold really uh <laughs> I, I might have to ask for some reasoning behind that one like i'm not arguing because the the personality makes, fits you're uh, like it, it, you know, he's he's the guy from the future who came back to the past so he could be a superhero he's uh I mean, he loves being a hero, but he's not all about necessarily all the hard work and shit. Like that just sounds really rough. Let's just I'll, I'll come in the last minute and uh, get the glory. Uh, um, I'm selling him short. I don't know how to sell Booster Gold. Booster Gold is just uh, DC doesn't know how to sell Booster Gold either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that other not voice argu- you heard. <laughs> I'm not arguing with anything you said about me. So that you know that other voice you heard uh, is the Blue Beetle. Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, of Talk Nerdy 2. He's the, um, he looks good in blue. He's really uh, into technology and tinkering with stuff. And uh, together with uh, Kohran, he's a dynamic duo. It's Commander Scott. Hey, if I'm going to have an alien for a suit, I'm going to be the Giver, okay? Not the no, that's Beetle that's suit. Jaime Reyes. You're, you're Ted Cord. You're the... Uh, oh, the original. I'm sorry, I didn't pick up on that. You did say Ted Cord, and I completely just foobarred that one. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, your def- you're definitely not Jaime Reyes. You, know. <laughs> you are golden age if I've ever met anyone, Scott. And I mean that yeah. in the best way possible. That's because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and I am uh, the resident ginger because my beard won't quit growing red hair. I guess that makes me the Jimmy Olsen of Top Nerdy 2. Uh, but hey, I'm Superman's best friend. So... Today, in case I didn't spoil it already, we're going to be deep diving into the state of DC movies, or the DC EU, or the world <laughs> of DC, or whatever the fuck we're supposed to call it now. Uh, so we're going to follow the same format from the last couple times we've done this. We're going to talk about first, what have we gotten in the last few years? Uh, then we're going to go on to what is coming down the pipeline and how we feel about that. And then finally, we're going to end it with what do we actually want from DC movies? Before that, how's everybody doing today? Oh, you know, pretty good. 
keeping on, keeping on. Good. Uh, a, a little disappointed. The like there was a massive, like massive Mario Maker Two update that came out today. So the servers have been overloaded. So like, I got to play some this afternoon. Then I had to go do some work stuff, uh, and I haven't been able to connect like a single level since then. That sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, well, you probably noticed we're a man short this week. Um, Julian is off to parts unknown for reasons I'm not allowed to disclose, but we have a tradition here. And when Julian's not around, we play a little tune. And I would be uh, a terrible host if I didn't carry that tradition on. So is everybody ready? Sing along at home. You know the words. Follow the bouncing ball. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. Belch up from Berlin down from Belize. Take you for a ride on a snowboard to China. Tell me where in the world is Julian San Diego. Have we ever figured out where the fuck this place is at? No, no we didn't. No, not at all. Never have, never will, Julian. Uh, Still don't know. We wish you the best where you're off, where you're at right now. Uh, we miss you, buddy. Uh, that being said, Julian himself introduced a contest a couple weeks back. He's not here, but thankfully, Commander Scott is going to pick up that slack. Commander Cox, tell us all about it. Well, apparently, Julian really likes everything guns, beer, and titties. Heavy on the guns. He's always playing with something in the background from his personal arsenal. His stash of weapons. I wish I could really make that alliterate right now, but I can't think of a thing that starts with W. Um, He's always playing with something in the background. So um, to continue that tradition in his absence, we are going to have something going on. Sounds a little like this. I don't know if you hear that. Oh, there it was. Get this. Ooh, there's a big giveaway. So I'll be playing with something in the background in his absence. Is it your uh, dick? It <laughs> no, is, so <laughs> it is a weapon, not my gun. If you can if you can tell us what Commander Scott is playing with that is not Julian's penis, we have a special prize for you. Alright, there's enough of a hint for you. Uh let's get on with it. Who's ready? Um so, first first subtopic in this whole thing, we're going to talk about the DC films we've gotten over the past few years. Uh, I'm going to go all the way back to 2018, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, basically the last four movies that have come out, uh, and which is not to say that we're not going to go back further than that because it's us. And, and, you know, we always stay perfectly on topic. But so, so I'm going to go basically year by year, spit them out. Um, Ah, shit, sorry. Recently, uh, DC has, I think, sort of started recovering from their uh, not-so-great first steps into the whole cinematic universe thing. But uh, 2018 gave us a very significant movie in the DCEU, and this is a sentence I never get tired of saying because uh, I wouldn't have predicted in a million years I'd be saying it. The highest-grossing movie in the DC catalog Aquaman 
was released <laughs> in 2018. Uh, grossing one, that would happen. Yeah, $1.15 billion worldwide with a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of hold on, uh, 65 and a user score of 74. Freaking Aquaman. Highest grossing movie. in the, Better than Justice League, Aquaman. What did oh, you guys? Yeah. Better than Justice League isn't really much of a statement to make. <laughs> Sorry, more money than Justice League. There we go. <laughs> uh, more money than Superman. Uh, more money than most of the Batman. Batman. Uh, I want to say maybe Dark Knight might have beaten it out, but I didn't quite cross-reference that because Dark Knight doesn't count because it isn't part of the DCEU. But Aquaman, guys, did you see it? What did you think? Um but if we predicted it would have been the highest grossing film in the franchise. You know, many years ago, if you told me that they were going to make an Aquaman movie and it was going to be one of the the better DC movies that has ever been made and it was going to be the highest grossing you know, DC movies made, I, I thought you were insane. I mean, it's Aquaman. You know, he can talk yeah. to whales and they're mammals. Makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's look. I'll say this: it's a really fun movie, and and James Wan, the director, did a great job of. You know, we always say on the show, steer into the skid. You know, when your car is, is wobbly, uh, steer into the skid. And what I mean that by that in this context is, don't fight against what the character is supposed to be. Uh, don't go over the top trying to reinvent the character to make them cool. Just embrace who and what the character is and let them be themselves. That's what Marvel does and it works very well for them. And Aquaman is nothing if not steering into the... Uh, I think me and Scott saw this together and coming out of it, I, Scott, I'm going to paraphrase you. Uh, <laughs> you're like, well, that was an amazing Aquaman movie. I don't know what they have left for a sequel uh, because this movie did not leave... It, it didn't... Uh, what's the phrase? It left everything on the field. Yeah, it, uh, it, it it pretty much shot the wad when it comes to uh, standalone yeah. Aquaman, you know. Ocean Master, Black Manta, Talking to Fish, City of Atlantis. We talk about the Seven Kingdoms uh, represented by Seven Seas. And by God, by the end of that movie, you've gone to all Seven Kingdoms. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, they went all out. And I, I felt very much like, hey, we might never get to do a sequel. So we're just going to put we're going to throw everything we can think of into one Aquaman movie. Which was Which, smart because it clearly paid off for him. That's, that's true, and it did not do that. It, it did not do that concept as badly as past DC movies have done that, where they just throw all everything up at once. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is most of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there. Um, anything else to say about Aquaman? I was very like you know I went into it hoping it would be good, and I think I was very pleasantly surprised by how good it was. Again, it's a really fun movie. Well, one of the things that that, that I really enjoyed, one of the things I really enjoy with with superhero movies in general, is when they can take a character that I I, I usually don't care for in the comics, and they can put them on screen in such mm-hmm. a manner that. Uh, um, you know, I, I I not only kind of like them, but I can suspend my disbelief and I can I can say, yeah, I see this. And they did that twice in this movie, both with Aquaman himself. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I hate Aquaman in in the in the comics, 
but also with Black Manta, because I was never a big fan of Black Manta in the comics. Okay. Partly because that helmet just looked too damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. How does his head hold that helmet up? I don't get it. But they, they did a really good job with the with the Black Manta and, and that villain and, and everything in, in this one. Uh, so, yeah, that was my biggest thing was they put us characters up on screen that were really well envisioned that as far as I could tell. Yeah. It, it, granted, I don't know a hell of a lot about Aquaman, um, but I, I think a big factor in that was Jeff Johns. He's a writer and, and uh, editor in DC Comics, and he's a guy who has spent a long time sort of reinventing Aquaman for the comics. And he was very heavily involved in the production of that film as a producer. And in fact, he was in charge briefly of DC movies at Warner Brothers, and it was one of the projects he greenlit. So not only is a lot of like uh, the creatures from the trench, if you remember them from the movie, those are wholly invented by jeff johns for his his comic run of aquaman so it's 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 someone who loves the character kind of spearheading that that film that production and james wan just knocking it out of the park man uh a guy who got his start doing horror movies and then jumped to fast and furious movies and clearly every trick he learned on those went into aquaman it's it's scary at times it's fun it's fast-paced everything you'd want from a comic book movie like I can't praise it enough honestly I love Aquaman if it isn't clear from this me gushing about it it is one of the the, the better if not you know I'm not going to say the best DC uh, movie that's out there but it is definitely high up on the list if you haven't seen it I recommend it you're going to hear a common theme from me for the next couple movies uh, I didn't see it <laughs> so you had a week Okay, well, there's this guy, and he's called Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. And he can, he, he can swim really fast, you know, and he can make fish, like, do... do the he, he, he has, like, the scaly shirt, blonde hair, rides dolphins. Exactly, yes. Nice. Yes. Yes, in fact, there's an entire segment where you find out that he's the one that helped Jack Sparrow get off the island. So... Spoilers, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what a wild fucking crossover that would be. <laughs> uh, when Disney buys DC. Um, yeah, okay, so we're going to jump off the dick of Aquaman for just a moment. <laughs> uh, but no, I think you can tell we were all surprised by how much we enjoyed that film, except for Karn, who hasn't seen it yet. But when he watches it, he's going to say, uh, because it's the Koran-ism that I love the most, that movie was better than it had any right to be. I think that applies very well to that movie. Um, so we're going to jump a little bit ahead. Uh, one year, we're going to talk about Shazam, which was released in 2019. Uh, a movie that, on a $100 million budget, grossed $365 million worldwide, so not quite Aquaman money, uh, but had a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of a 90% and an audience score of 82% which makes it one of, if not the best, reviewed DC movies. Scott, I know you weren't crazy about this one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this movie. This this movie, when I'm ranking my DCEU movies and DC movies, it, it comes it comes close to the bottom of my list. I did not wow. like this movie. Wow, okay. Wow. Yeah. 
No, I just so first of all the 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 villains and their motives and everything in this movie it was just a hot mess when I saw it. I I didn't quite understand where people were coming from, and then at the end of the movie in the third act, they shoehorn this other whole storyline in there. But my biggest complaint was um, throughout the movie we're getting a. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. We're getting a ripoff of Big. Uh, he, he acts like a 10-year-old a trapped in an adult's body, and they rehash a lot of the same jokes from Big, which is now, what, 30 years old? Yep. And it, it just doesn't fit with with uh, the, the, I'm going to say it, Captain Marvel that I you know grew up with in the comics, whereas he doesn't act like a child when he's Shazam, Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call him. Because the, the the first power that he has is the wisdom of Solomon. When 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 he's transformed, he's much more mature than when he's not. He does have some childlike innocent tendencies. He tends to be very trusting and, and things of that nature, but nothing over the top childlike what they presented in this movie. Scott, I'm gonna Go ahead and uh, disagree with you there. That's fine. Sorry. That was my lumbering impression. Um, <laughs> look, it's not a perfect movie, but I was really, again, pleasantly surprised with Shazam. And I've been saying for years on this show that if you do that movie right, it is big with superpowers. And Shazam was big with superpowers. And you <laughs> said yourself that movie is 30-some years old now, so that's enough time. I think you can rehash some of those ideas for audiences that have probably never seen big. And audiences that um, a common theme with these both this and Aquaman is it's a character that the public is by and large unfamiliar with. They might have one or two again Aquaman before this movie was oh yeah he's the guy that talks to fish with the scaly shirt. Uh, Shazam, if anyone knew him at all, uh, it, it was that he's a knockoff of Superman, and he used to be called Captain Marvel. That's probably all people knew about him coming into it. So both of these movies i think did a great job of establishing not only the background and origin of the characters but what makes them unique in in a very crowded field of superhero movies now and i think they played to their strengths and shazam granted yeah he does have the wisdom of solomon but i'll be the first to tell you wisdom does not uh, uh mean the maturity i knew plenty of smart immature people in college uh, so I was fine with with um, them kind of playing up the he's a kid card and he's he's figuring out as he goes uh, the way a kid would. You're not wrong. It does definitely rehash a lot of the uh, jokes and, and, and ideas from from Big, which is a fantastic movie. So if you're going to steal, steal from the best. Uh, they do cram a lot into one movie. I'll give you that. There's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of kind of sort of setup for other movies, maybe. And and one of the villains has kind of a clear goal, but then there's a whole other second set of villains that get introduced kind of randomly. And yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mess. But in the DC hot mess uh, scaling ranking, whatever you want to call them, uh, <laughs> DC has done far worse <laughs> as far as hot messes of a plot. The, the, uh, I could at new- least. <laughs> the new ranking system it's like yeah. the, the fushida scale for tornadoes it's how much <laughs> it's an h1 and h2 and h3 what, what is uh, the scale here 
It's the the internal DC hot mess plot uh, where you've got, I would say, Wonder Woman on one end of the spectrum and Justice League on the other in terms of how much of a... Well, I think Suicide Squad might be more of a hot mess. Karan, what do you think? Justice League or Suicide Squad? Which, a big, which is a bigger hot mess? Okay. All right. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to say Justice League. Okay, that's probably fair. Um... I'd like Justice League was because here's the thing: I didn't have high hopes for Suicide Squad. Like, <laughs> uh, I just, I just didn't. And again, there are things in Suicide Squad that I think worked. Uh, Harley Quinn, Deadshot uh-huh. to a point, and you know the living, breathing incarnation of me on film, Captain Boomerang. <laughs> um, all of those worked. Uh, stupid villain, pointless story aside there were aspects of it that worked. And plus who, who mm-hmm. could forget the character of Slipknot? <laughs> that Ooh, had gone, like 40 gone seconds. Too soon, man. Gone time. too soon. I want my Slipknot spinoff movie, DC. Um, no, I didn't meanwhile, Justice League or wait. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I had a flashback and uh, instead was thinking Batman V Superman. Um, before you jump, I just want other sentences. I never thought I'd say, Captain Boomerang was awesome in that movie. <laughs> Things I never thought I'd say. Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang was fantastic. And I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. I never really thought I'd describe as Jai Courtney in anything as my favorite part of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Justice League was real. Yeah, fucking bad. I mean, we could spend a whole episode deep diving into what the hell happened with that. But when a completely different director (laughs) and writer make two movies back to back that then get cut short and you bring in another bunch of writers and another director to make it into one two hour movie. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know about Justice League's plot. And they got to do some reshoots to try to connect some things together. And it's still fucking hot mess. So I think that's that's definitely got to be our our five on the hot mess scale. And so Justice DC League, movies. the Justice League is an H five. I see. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. J. It's a J J L five <laughs> on the Justice League scale of how much of a hot mess it is. Uh we have fun with this show. So wrong. Uh, so yeah, Shazam. I, I would give Shazam like a three on the JL five scale. Hmm. It's, uh, it's, it, yeah. it's convoluted and unnecessarily complicated, but you still know who the good guy is. You still know who the bad guy is. And, and for the most part, you know their motivations, I think. Like you understand Savannah's yeah. motivations. You understand Shazam's motivations. Yeah, you, you you get it, and and I mean, um, what's his name? Uh, Zachary Levy, Levi, whatever. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Uh, Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he does a great job. He, he his performance is good. Uh, but I mean, he was he was born to play that kind of role. It's just you know where he's right in his wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, and and he does it well. Um, like I said, I, I think the, the 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 kid trapped in a man's body stuff was just a little over the top. I wish they'd have brought it back a little bit. Um, and 
I, I wish they hadn't have done such an overcomplicated plot because they, they they really tried to put a lot of mythos mm-hmm. in this first movie of Shazam, and it's a great backstory and it it it's yeah and uh, it, stuff. It really is a good story. I just wish they'd have kind of spread it out over the course of like a full trilogy of movies. In other words, waited till wait till the next movie to, to dive into this backstory mythos of, of where he gets his powers and, you know, all that stuff instead of giving mm-hmm. as much as you gave us in this first movie. So I'm not saying yeah. don't see it by any means. It, it, no. it is good, but it, it... yeah, they, they, they cram a lot in. They do a fairly good job with it. It's not too heavy, but it's, it's and, and even, even then there's still more they haven't gotten into yet. Uh, and they very much are hoping for a sequel. In fact, they were supposed to be starting to shoot it like right around now. I don't know what the current, I think it has a release date, but I think that's about it right now. Uh, but yeah, it, it compared to what had come before marked improvement, but still got a little ways to go. I think general consensus, uh, but it was very well reviewed uh, by the people who did see it. Uh, I think it came out the same month as the other Captain Marvel, which I thought was interesting. Cause I'm like, again uh, yeah all right i, w- I want to pop back yeah. over to the zachary levi thing for just a minute yeah. it's like because i remember you know we fan casted uh shazam at one point and this was after they'd already cast black adam and we we touched on the fact that it's like as much as uh their quote real life feud in wwe didn't pan out it still would have been awesome to see uh john cena in the role and like you know i never i never would like give me 15 guesses three whenever before they cast zachary mm-hmm. levi give me like 15 guesses he would not have been one of the people i ever would have assumed was going to play the role and i really really enjoyed him in the role and uh scott's just dumb <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue with that uh that that, that witty repartee. <laughs> He's got facts, man. You can't argue with those. Uh, okay, uh we're going to jump ahead then to the current year we're in, 2020. And hold on, I got to get a deep breath when I say this. <clears throat> Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley and Quinn. Came out earlier this year. Um, box office did not do great, but it it kind of got the legs cut cut out from under it. It was out for I think three or four weeks before theaters started closing because of the pandemic. Um, it had a was a eighty five million dollar budget, grossed two hundred and one point eight million worldwide. That does not count VOD sales. That's just theatrical. Um, and in a first. I've never seen this. Rotten Tomatoes score and user score are both 78. So not again, not terrible. Uh, And for once, critics and fans seem to be in agreement, which, again, uh, rarely ever happens. I mean, they're usually sometimes close, like Shazam was a 90-82. Aquaman was uh, 65-74, but dead heat 78 78 with this one so yeah, and, and uh critics and fans being in agreement that's 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 one of the seven seals referred to in, uh, in revelations <laughs> right um yeah uh, yeah that's what opens uh one of the sins from shazam yep yeah. uh <laughs> what so i think everyone here has seen it i have not 
Okay. I have not seen it. I've just seen the previews. Uh, in all honesty, when it when it was coming out, I don't even think I've seen a trailer for it. Um, I I I think I just saw what is it the the Margot that's not Margot Kidder, Margot Robbie. Yeah, uh, you know, coming back as Harley Quinn, of course. Mm-hmm. And I just I did not like Suicide Squad so much that I just I just completely ignored this movie. Okay. I was like, no. But I guess I need to see it since, you know. I think my guest might disagree with you on this one. Koran? Thoroughly enjoyed uh, whatever the fuck the title of the Harley Quinn movie was. <laughs> um, no, like, I, I, I got everything I anticipated out of it, which was basically, uh, like, literally, I anticipated kind of a female Deadpool and got pretty much a mashup of Deadpool one and Deadpool two with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, it was a ton of fun. It had, and it, you know, it automatically get like a, a, a one point bump up with me with the captain boomerang. I know that guy. <laughs> um, I, I, the whole scene where she breaks into the police station, I absolutely yeah. loved the, the whole chase scene where she doesn't want to drop her breakfast sandwich. Amazing. And <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that just tickled me. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but it just, just no. He, yeah. he, he described it perfectly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. It's a chase scene where she doesn't want to drop her breakfast sandwich, like yeah. straight up. Uh, it's in a realm where people aren't expecting a lot from DC, mm-hmm. especially returning DC characters especially returning DC characters from one of the worst movies. Yeah. This nailed it. Um, plus another bump up because it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So yeah, she was great in the, in the movie. Uh, no, it's like you said about suicide squad, a lot didn't work in that, but there were a handful of characters that were cast really well. And like, you know, um, Deadshot, Harley, Captain Boomerang, those were fun characters to watch cast very well. And if you were going to carry forward, those are the characters I would, I would focus on. So this movie on paper sounds great. We're going to take Margot Robbie, who is one of the, like the universally loved things about, um, Suicide Squad and we're going to give her her own project and it is very much a Harley Quinn movie the birds of prey you know the titular birds of prey don't really show up much at all until about the mm-hmm. end of the movie which is not to say they're not in it but it is very much Harley's movie and they they it's clearly a vehicle built around we want more Harley here's how we're going to deliver it to you and it is definitely taking more than a few pages from the Deadpool playbook but those characters are kind of similar, so I don't necessarily. I'm not mad at them for it. It works. The action scenes are really well done. If nothing else, it's a colorful, fun, entertaining movie to sit down and watch. And uh, we're, if we're talking automatic bumps, it has freaking Obi Wan Kenobi in it, so automatic five stars for me because uh, he's clearly having fun the entire time, just chewing scenery as a. Bad oh, hold guy. on, hold on, yes. no, no, no. Yes. He's not okay. simply having fun. Sorry, I don't, especially because we're not going to see that many movies this year. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have seen anyone have that much fun while filming a movie 
in a long, long time. You can just tell he is enjoying every fucking over-the-top second. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, and I'll say this. I was, I was a little nervous because I hated Suicide Squad. I was a bit nervous coming into this because this is very much a, I don't want to say a sequel, but a continuation of the world of Suicide Squad. And the, their interpretations of Black Canary and Huntress are very much in that vein. That being said, apart from some costume stuff that pisses me off because I'm me, the the casting was really on point and the, the, the actresses playing those parts got it, uh, played them really well. They were written very well. Uh, they don't dive into some of the more comic booky-ish things. They don't quite stir steer into the skid as much as Aquaman with some of those characters, but it's more omission, not subtraction. It, it's more of like like Black Canary, where you know she has the canary cry. We hint at her mom maybe having a vigilante past. We're not gonna flat out have, you know, flashback sequences of her mom putting on the costume and uh, training her as a kid, but we'll hint at that happened and maybe we'll get to it in a later movie because it isn't really necessary for this movie. And there's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll hint at the larger ramifications for certain characters and, and give you just a taste of them in this movie and see where we go, <laughs> um, which I love to see those characters get thrown spinoff. So, uh, but yeah, it's again, um, an improvement over previous films, <clears throat> but not quite fantastic. It's uh, it's good, not great. I think is what I'm trying to say. So you're saying it's at least worth me watching. Yes, it is. Yeah, if nothing else. So the they they brought in from John Wick to punch up the action sequences. So the action scenes, if nothing else, the action scenes are really cool. <clears throat> I will give it a whirl then. There's a full-on uh, team-up fight inside Joker's Funhouse. <laughs> so, uh, and then I uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, you know, Ramona Flowers herself. So much, yes. <laughs> I I don't know who those people are. Also, <laughs> yeah. What? I I don't know who any of those people are. Fired. Um. This is this is the there will be blood situation. Um, yeah. Get your locker at headquarters and get the fuck out. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you ever fired. Me Stop locker. talking. No, but... no, no, no. <laughs> Too soon, We got a show to get through. Um, <laughs> I'm sh- hey, there it is. I'm sure some of you are are keyboards or yelling at me. Uh, hey, you missed one. No, we didn't. We're getting there. Um, we jumped to 2020 but we're going to jump back to 2019 there is a movie that I can't omit but we we have to talk about it but at the same time it's in a, kind of its own oddball category it is not officially part of the DCEU continuity and by that I mean from Man of Steel through Birds of Prey all those movies exist within the same continuity different time periods maybe but the same continuity 2019's joker does not take place anywhere in that continuity so as far as the dceu or worlds of dc or what the fuck it's called now uh 
Joker is off in its own little subcategory, but we can't ignore it for a couple of reasons. Uh, I'm going to throw some numbers at you. Budget, $55 million. Worldwide box office gross, $1.07 billion. Is the first R-rated movie to make over a billion, right? I believe so. I think um, I read that. It's also got a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 68, user score of 88, um, and got some Oscar buzz. Uh, I, I do believe this was the second person to play Joker who won an Academy Award for playing Joker. The first was Cesar Romero, right? Yeah, of course. Of Should course. have been. For best makeup over a uh, Caesar Romero's uh, white painted mustache. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I, I checked it real quick. Joker is the first R-rated movie to break a billion dollars, which yeah. kind of surprises me. So yeah, we can't. So again, the movie is not part of the, of, of this continuity, but we cannot ignore it because we don't live in we, we live in a world where these are movies and they get made by a production studio. Uh, by producers and all that behind the scenes stuff that some people don't care about, we uh, we have to take into account. Um, yeah, I actually just watched this for the first time today. I had not seen it yet. Really? So, what did you think? Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed here a little bit. So I was I I, I was really I was into what they were doing. You know, mm-hmm. I I liked the tone. And everything, certainly, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was enough to hold my interest. You know, he was he was holding me into the movie. And we get all the way up to the end of the movie. And they lost me. And I'm going to I'm going to there's spoilers ahead here because this pissed me off. And and I don't know if it's enough to teeter me to the I really don't like this movie now, but they lost me at the end because we had to show. Well, they turned it, the last, you know, at the very end, they turned it into the longest Batman origin story ever fucking told. Yep. Like, really? We have to rehash this again? The damn death of, of, of Thomas and Martha Wayne, complete yeah. with 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 uh, stereotypical slow-mo, echoey sound, and the damn pearls shattering everywhere. Yeah, that's a scene we've not seen in 15 other damn movies. Sorry. It was, they, had him, they had me, it was good, and then I'm like, oh, it's a Batman origin story. Okay, well, I guess that's okay. On that point, I agree with you 100%. In a movie called Joker, I don't fucking need to see Bruce Wayne. Yeah, if you want to show the marquee on the theater mask of Zorro, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. nice nod. You want to show them even coming out of the theater and maybe turning down the alley, cool. And then but then go pop, back to Joker, and you're done. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All you gotta do. yeah. We we know what happens. Exactly. I don't need Batman's origin yet. Freaking again. Uh, yeah, I think. Don't you? No, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know. All right. Oh, no. hey, whoa, hey, whoa. John, if you keep cocking hey. the gun, I'm just going to come over. You're going to make this real Scott, easy for Scott. me. Do that again, and then... You ever, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> just something I like to say from time to time. Um, um, yeah. There's a lot in Joker that I felt like did not need to be in Joker. Mostly everything oh. to do with the Waynes. Yeah, and uh, I'll come out and say this, like, 
feels like a movie that was written and then DC went to Todd Phillips. Like he had the script uh, for whatever the movie he had written was. And then they were like, <coughs> uh, what if we turn this into a Joker movie? And he's like 50 million extra dollars. And they were like, deal. Yeah. Cause if you change like two scenes. Yeah. I, I don't feel like distinctly DC about this movie. Uh, and I, it, it, plenty of people will, will praise it for that. Of that, well, it's not a really a comic book movie. It's just it's a drama, and like you know, the same shit they said when Dark Knight came out, and Dark Knight was really good, and they couldn't like just say oh, that was a really good comic book movie. They had to be like, well, Dark Knight isn't really a comic book movie. It's it's like a crime <laughs> thriller. Like, fuck you! It's goddamn Batman. It's a comic book movie, and fuck you! The title is Joker. It's a he's he's the most well known supervillain in the history of supervillains. Fuck you. Um, I like your uh, comic book snob voice that you have. Uh, those people there, piss me off. It's a great. You know great who voice. you are because um, I texted you earlier. Uh, but no, uh, it, I was never as in love with this movie as the general public seemed to be. And it, you're right, Koran. It felt very much like you could have changed a few character names, and and there's really nothing distinctly DC about this. Um, again, some people will praise it for that. For me, it's it's more of more. Of, this is my issue, and has been. It it's a good story. Great, great performances. Joaquin Phoenix deserved that Oscar. He he was amazing. He is the reason I watched that movie, and he is the reason I'd recommend anybody else ever watch that movie. However, uh, I had a point, and then I started talking. <laughs> It's just like sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say. I just start a sentence and help. I just figure out where I'm. It's just almost like that that whole sequence where they where he goes into that the 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 Wayne's murder. It just undoes like everything that you've you've done up to that point. I, I don't. I, it pissed oh. me off. We yeah, I, I remember like, what I was going to say now. Sorry. Right. Um, it's an interesting story very well acted that being said my problem is and forever will be joker should never ever 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 have an origin story that ruins the character joker is always supposed to be he's he's not a person he is a force of nature he is anarchy embodied and that is that's what makes him batman's nemesis batman is all about order he is a detective he's the world's greatest detective he's all about order and justice and then joker is just a burning dumpster fire thrown into his world he, he's chaos yes it make make sense of it uh yes. you can't because joker and anytime uh, you try to give him a sympathetic background and uh, explain how he got to be with like you you're neutering the character fucking stop well, it so Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal in Silence of the Lambs, best character in that whole movie, even though he's in it for about 10 minutes. Yep. Then you go watch Hannibal, and you're like, yeah, I'm bored. Um, you know, It's funny you mentioned Silence of the Lambs, because I was actually thinking about Silence of the Lambs a little bit while I was watching the movie, because some yeah. of the things that uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is doing reminded me a lot of uh, Buffalo Bill. Okay, I can see that. You know, a little bit. And, and I agree with you when you when you tr try to give Joker a background and make him a person before becoming Joker, you make him a sympathetic character and it's something that should not be done. You should never really <laughs> sympathize with Joker, but this movie, 
I think did it as as best that they could because even though they do make him a very sympathetic uh, character through most of this movie, um, at the end, you know, and you know the scene I'm talking about, it mm-hmm. just goes this just the I don't know the 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 viscerality is that a movie or is, is that a word of of sure. of uh, it of is that, now of that of that moment, you know, I think wipes away that sympathy. At least in my yeah. opinion, I look at I mean? it. Um, I'll put it in comic book parlance for you. So DC loves to do Elseworlds books where, you know, it, we, we take characters, you know, and we present them to you in new and different, interesting ways, <clears throat> stuff like red sun, Superman, um, or, Thriller Killer Batman, uh, uh, even um, Dark Knight Returns, I believe, began as an Elseworlds book. Um, But DC loves to take their characters and play with them and give you kind of what-if scenarios. And Joker is a very cool Elseworlds Joker story. But I don't want to see a sequel to this movie. I don't ever want to see the Joaquin Joker character again because... his story is done. Like he was a one and done thing. I yeah, don't want to uh, see him fighting somebody. Yeah. Or Robin banks or shit. Hearing rumors of Joker two. I'm just like, why? Cause they threw uh, a bunch again, of money at him. 1.07 billion. It is the yeah. most profitable movie. I believe Warner brothers even. Oh, no. And yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I, I, I understand <laughs> yeah. why, but I also sit back and say, Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, no, I get why. Please don't. Yeah, you have you you caught lightning in a bottle. Just fucking leave it alone. Uh, you don't chase it. You're not going to catch it again. Uh, so um, that's what we've gotten uh, for the most part. Pretty good. A little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, before we jump totally, we've got to talk a little bit about the thing I talked about earlier, which is we don't live in a bubble where we just get to go watch these movies and ignore how they get made and who makes them and their performance at the box office and all that shit. The, the real world seeps in because that's the world we live in now. Uh, I know more about the production of a movie happening right now than I do about movies that are already done being made. And I can go watch a documentary about because there are entire industries built around hot gossip on what's going on on movie sets. So good. The YouTube content alone that gets generated nowadays when a trailer comes out is insane. Oh, yeah. So we're going to take a quick peek behind the curtain. The man currently in charge of DC Films at Warner Brothers, because DC Comics is owned lock, stock, and barrel by Warner Brothers, and has been for years, uh, is currently Walter Hamada, formerly an executive at New Line. He was there and helped usher in... Uh, it and the Conjuring series when he was at New Line before becoming the the big guy over at Warner Brothers. Um, he replaced John Berg and Jeff Johns, who were an unfortunate casualty of the Justice League. Um, poor performance, even though they had not much to do with Justice League. Jeff Johns is still around as basically a consultant, uh, but he's working on more comic book stuff. But as of January 2018, Walter Hamad is the guy in charge. And his his um, philosophy behind these movies 
he's not the Kevin Feige kind of mastermind guy where he he wants to build an entire universe one uh, brick at a time uh, and 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 spend ten years building it. He's he's much more practical about it, and uh, his philosophy is let the movie be as great as that movie can be, and we'll worry about how to connect them and if we should connect them later. And just looking at these four movies, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Aquaman, and Joker, that's very evident. Um, And it seems to be working uh, because those movies are pretty pretty different from each other. Um, Birds of Prey and Joker maybe kind of have some carryover and that they're gritty, but these are all very different movies. And I think they all do their characters justice um, and they are, are, good representations of those characters and some of them connect to others. You know, Shazam has a couple of cameos in it. Aquaman has, I think one sentence about the events of justice league in it. Um, but they're very much their own movies in their own world. <laughs> so that being said, are we ready to take a look at what we have coming down the pipe? Sure. Now, keep in mind, all of these dates are subject to change, but as of like a day and a half ago when I took my notes, <clears throat> first up, August 14th, 2020, Wonder Woman 1984. Fucking finally. This movie was originally set to be released in December of 2019. Getting a little impatient. What, what, now, hold on. When's it supposed to come out? As of right now, August 14th, 2020. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, originally it was December. They bumped that to November to get away from Star Wars, then bumped it again for something. And it just, it, it's, it has gotten rescheduled. Uh, but here's what we know. Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, will be playing the villain Maxwell Lord. Kristen Wiig will be playing Cheetah. We have Gal Gadot and uh, Chris Pine returning as Wonder Woman and... Captain Kirk. Not Marvel, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Trevor. Um, it'll be set, oddly enough, in 1984. Uh, and we'll carry on the Wonder Woman story from the Wonder Woman movie from 2017. Um, I'm super excited for it. I think Wonder Woman is probably the best movie of the DC universe. I love Gal Gadot in that role. I think she nailed it. Uh, Patty Jenkins is coming back as the director on this one, and it's set in the best year ever, 1984. So, how can you lose? So the entire plot is just her and Steve going to see Ghostbusters, right? It fucking better be. So we just get to watch Ghostbusters with Gal Gadot and yeah, it's uh, it'll Chris be Pine uh, MST3K <laughs> style in front of us. Exactly. That's, yeah. I, 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 you know, I will come out giving it uh, in, in a 10 star review, a 10 out of five. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the plot itself has been very much under wraps. I don't know how the hell Steve is back or why Steve is back. Um, we're still not entirely sure how Maxwell Lord is going to play out. The character has been very reimagined in the comics a few times. Uh, Kristen Wiig is playing the character who will eventually become Cheetah. I'm guessing we'll see her as Cheetah in this movie, but we have not at the time of this recording seen her in anything other than um, geeky scientist outfit and black dress at a party outfit. So I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But that being said, it's got the original director from the first movie. who's bringing back a lot of the cast and creatives. Um, 
and it's being pitched as not so much a direct sequel to the last movie, but a continuation of that character almost an entire century later. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope it's not a direct sequel because there's a lot of time jump in there. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's, you know, Patty Jenkins has said the the year they picked was not just random, 1984 being sort of the peak of 80s culture and excess and all that and the the height of Western civilization. Um, I'm all on board. I, uh, other than, yeah, I know she Uh gets golden armor at some point and I'm all for that. Uh, but yeah, not a whole lot known. We've gotten like one trailer that they just keep putting back out every time they announce they're bumping the release date. Hey, here's the trailer again. It's not a new one. It's the same one you've had since 20, uh, 2019. But here you go. Here it is again. So uh, I, don't know. I liked the first one. Um, the first one was very good uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, you don't get to see a lot of stuff set, you know, during the World War One era. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, not just war movies, but I mean anything uh, set during. Just like uh, there's not a lot set during Korea, uh, the fifties. Yeah. Um, well, and it was so, the perfect time period for that story too. It was. Like talking, it was. Yeah. It was beautiful. Um, in my opinion, you know, uh, Wonder Woman is one of the best DC EU movies that has been made. Uh, but then again, I loved it the first time I saw it. It was called Captain America, the first Avenger. Sorry, I had to make that joke because I know you love it so much. Well, one movie actually makes use of the war that it's set in. The other one just uses it as backdrop. So that's true. Take that, Steve. <laughs> but the 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 other Ooh. sorry sorry take that take that Marvel Steve Marvel Steve because there's there's a DC Steve in that there, one too it's the whole is, thing yeah and they're both named Chris in real life and it's all just confusing <clears throat> the the Chris Steves the Steve Chris's <laughs> no um but one thing that that has has got me a little apprehensive about this movie is the 1984 setting because with the popularity of um. Uh, Stranger Things, I think the whole 80s nostalgia is starting to get overplayed. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to see it. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying it's an apprehension I have. Uh, I hope it doesn't fall into that just go balls deep into 80s nostalgia like so many other things are doing nowadays. But, yeah, you know. I think that's one one area where all the rescheduling may end up hurting it. Because uh, right off of Stranger Things season three and it chapter one, 80s nostalgia was at an all time high. And Wonder Woman, if it had come out originally when it was supposed to, would have been just there. Like, you know, right mm-hmm. as we were kind of like cresting that wave of 80s nostalgia again. And I don't think 80s nostalgia is going anywhere anytime soon, but we were at like a big fever pitch of it. And now coming out probably at the end of this year, it, it's going to be. You know, that wave is crested, um, so that may end up coming to bite it a little bit. But I'm hoping that, again, like with the the first movie, shows its time period very carefully. The themes that the story is telling match up with that time period very well. And I don't think they just pick this because 80s stuff sells. Um, I think they'll be used because they could have done anything between, what, 1917 and now. And yeah. it shows this decade. I feel, I, I hope, uh, for a reason. We'll see, hopefully, August 14th of this year. Uh, please, please, please. please. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that you're, you're anxious about this, that you, you want this to happen quickly. I wanted it to happen in December of 2019 uh, or November of 2000, March of, uh, you know, it's been moving around. It's, it's okay. Here's the thing. Go to a grocery store right now, grab yourself a bag of Doritos. Guess what you're going to see on it? Wonder Woman with a June release date on it because it was too late to stop those bags from coming out. Uh, it's interesting to see, like, because I know there are only a few quote unquote big movies that haven't really moved yet. I think the the big standout right now is Spiral, like the the Saw movie with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. Oh uh, yeah, is still currently listed for a May fifteenth release date. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, which I obviously don't see happening. Unless yeah. that you know, feels like, see, that's something I, I, I can see them dumping the video on demand. Uh, there are also rumors that they're going back to the old saw tradition and moving to Halloween weekend. That would make sense too. Uh, but yeah, so it's, I mean, it, it's weird just to touch on everything going on right now. It's so weird to talk about something, what, August? Three and a half months away, and we're still sitting there like, uh, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's good. Christ, I hope so, just because I, I had to cancel one vacation. I don't want to cancel two this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, fingers crossed. I hope by August we're all mostly back to normal again, but we will see. Uh, that being said, anything else Simon wants to say, conjecture about Wonder Woman 1984? Just that I hope whatever they use to bring uh, uh, Steve into 1984 is not cheesy and overhashed. It's two stoners in a time machine that looks like a phone booth. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. I'm, I'm fine with that, actually. Cool. And then he gets picked up by um, a punk kid in a DeLorean. Uh, to, to go to go back. <laughs> uh, okay, jumping even further ahead, uh, August six, two thousand twenty-one is the set release date for this film, which is currently in post-production. And the director assures us it has not so far been slowed down because of the pandemic. And man, what a story this one's going to be! The Suicide Squad, a quasi sequel slash reboot of The Suicide Squad, written and directed by James Gunn. If you don't know that name, he's the guy that made Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. And Slither. Sorry, I forgot to mention Slither. Good. Uh, Margot Robbie coming back, Viola Davis coming back, Joel Kinnaman coming back, and since I never thought I'd say, thank goodness, Jai Courtney's in it as Captain um, joining them in roles that are currently undisclosed, so conjecture run wild. Idris Elba, John Cena, Nathan Fitzgerald, Peter Capaldi, Michael Rooker, Taika Waititi. Uh, actually, I do think we, we do know Nathan Fillion's role. <laughs> that was a mistake. Uh, Nathan Fillion playing everyone's favorite DC character. Arm fall off man. Arm <laughs> fall off man. I'm not making that up. I, I, I know you're not. I I looked it up after the last time you you, uh, you 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 talked about it, and I had never heard of that DC character until we did that show, and you you brought it up. 
And I went and looked it up, and literally, yes, he pulls his own arm off and beats people with his own arm in the comics. I don't know about the movie, in the movie. but yep. damn. Nathan Fillion, arm fall off, man. If anyone can pull it off, it's Nathan <laughs> Fillion. Ha! <laughs> I see what you did. God oh, damn it, that was good. <laughs> I hate you, but that was good. Uh. We're just going to end the show on that. Uh, All right, guys. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's been fun. It's been real. It hasn't been real fun. So, hey, oh. so yeah. So, are we excited for another Suicide Squad? Do we care? Yeah. Um, here, here's what I'll say. Okay. Um, Suicide Squad was bad. But yes. there was... It was there was enough in the movie with the the stuff I mentioned earlier that like, I didn't leave the theater like angry. Like I did like Batman versus Superman where I feel like including previews and getting to the theater and everything. I was like, I just wasted three hours and 15 minutes of life. I'm never going to get back. Um, and that, you know, as whatever, uh, suicide squad over, bvs for sure so and with james gunn at the helm and with all like the new characters and stuff he's bringing in cautiously optimistic Hmm. so yeah the the reason this whole thing even came to be uh when the disney fox merger was going through disney not marvel disney higher-ups fired james gunn over some bullshit tweets from 10 years ago that he'd already apologized for in the hot minute before the deal went through and Marvel immediately rehired James. He signed a deal for DC and it wasn't for any specific project. It was, we just wanted you to, we just wanted you to do a movie with DC. And apparently they offered him anything he wanted, including an up to Superman. They were like, James Gunn, we just want to work with you. What do you want to do? And he picked suicide squad. This is the guy that made Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I know he didn't create these characters, but as far as pop culture concer- is concerned, no, he made Guardians of the Galaxy. He made us care about a talking tree and a foul-mouthed raccoon. <laughs> James Gunn can do anything. Um, and, and Suicide Squad is very much in that same vein of they're bad people doing good things for nefarious reasons. And they're, they're, they're not um, good guys, but they ain't the bad guys. And uh, an inherent sense of irreverence to all these characters. I think he's a great fit. I think he's the only reason I kind of care about this. Like, I'm with you, Koran. I'm glad to see that they, you know, if you ask me, hey, what characters do you want to see come back? Other than I would have liked to have seen Will Smith come back as Deadshot. But other than that, everyone I would have wanted to see come back has come back. They've added some interesting other talent around them. I don't know who the fuck they're playing, but there's some really interesting talent involved there. If Michael Rooker is King Shark, hmm. I will lose my mind. Uh, did you but, mention John Cena earlier? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't know who he's playing, but he's in it. Uh, yeah, it's a great cast, and it's James Gunn. <laughs> so for that reason alone, I am there putting that. I don't know about anybody else, but that's that's my two cents. Well, I mean, between James Gunn and the cast that they've got coming out, if they can keep the plot to, you know, 
the, the hot mess level of three or less, it's going to be infinitely better than the first attempt at, yeah. uh, at Suicide Squad. Although, I have to say, I kind of get why he, he picked Suicide Squad to do. If he was going to DC to do something and reboot something, I really, really wish he would have picked Green Lantern Corps to do. But that's just well, me. we'll get to that. But I, and here's the thing. I, I, I call it a reboot core. Um, in that it is, they are sort of trying to fix the course a bit, but with Jai Courtney, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Joel Kinnaman coming back in those same roles, it's not a full-on reboot. Like they're yeah. not hitting this, they're not hitting the do-over button so much. It's still going to be in the same universe established in um, uh, Batman vs Superman and Suicide yeah. Squad, and carried on through Birds of Prey. It's still going to be part of that whole continuity, that whole universe. But it's, it, every time they talk about it, they mention it as if it's a reboot or a restart, I guess, is more to be a, a better phrase. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. Well, that's one of the things about the, the Suicide Squad title is the stories are somewhat an, anthological. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, the the team changes depending on, you know, the story and the mission that they're going on. And it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so you can make it and it with uh, just completely new with new characters and you don't have to undo what had come before it. We wouldn't be amiss to you undoing what came before it, but you know, I think the less said about what came before the better, unless you move on <laughs> talk about okay. it again. Uh, all right, then moving on. The next thing we know is coming down the pipeline because uh, you can't escape it because this might be the big one. October. First, 2021, I think is the newest date. We will be seeing the Batman. Into it. Robert... Into it. <laughs> Starring Robert... Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Colin Farrell as the goddamn Penguin, Andy Serkis as Alfred, and Jeffrey Wright as Gort, uh, well, not Commissioner, but Lieutenant Gordon. Directed by Matt Reeves, who did the Planet of the Apes trilogy, Let Me In, and Cloverfield. It's a hell of a pedigree. Uh, You know me. Um, I've been on the Battenson bandwagon. Yes! Uh, I've been on the Battenson bandwagon since it was a rumor. Um, He has gone so far out of his way to break the Twilight stigma that's been put on him uh yes yeah and you know i yeah. I, I feel like so many of the same people that are like oh my god it's the guy from twilight playing uh batman are the same assholes who 12 years ago were like oh my god they cast uh the dude from 10 things i hate about you to play the joker <laughs> i'll do you one better same jackasses who back in 1988 were like mr mom can't be batman <laughs> Look they how that wrong. fucking turned out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, cast looks phenomenal. Um, I'm a fan of Matt Reeves' work. Uh, Planet of the Apes, the entire trilogy is one of those I didn't think I needed this or wanted this. And then you gave it to me, and thank God you did. Uh, those movies are way, to, again, to steal Carwan's line, way better than they have any right to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see him moving on. Uh, my biggest reservation about this is it's the 10th Batman movie. 
if you just count from 1989 forward, what do we have to do with Batman that we haven't already done in one of the nine other movies that features Batman as a live-action character prominently? Batman. Um, Say what? Batman. Sorry. Just Batman. Uh, And again, look, it's a great cast. It's great talent. Uh, I love the character of Batman, but Batman, Batman. I'm (laughs) hoping we're not skewing into amazing Spider-Man territory where it's different just for the sake of being different. Uh, Or I guess I should say you like Marvel Spider-Man right now. Like I'm not a huge fan of the um, far from home and homecoming. Not that they're bad movies, but I think they've yet to give me that classic Spidey that I want because they're so preoccupied with, we have to be different from the Tobey Maguire one and the amazing Spider-Man one. Like we have to make this the Marvel Spidey. It has to be different. So let's take them out of New York every goddamn movie. <laughs> um, sorry, it's a whole different side rant. Uh, but no, like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little apprehensive because it's another Batman movie. Woohoo. Uh, we haven't just had a bunch of those. Uh, Batman, you know, basically took over Batman v Superman. That was supposed to be Man of Steel 2. And then Batman took it over and it became Batman v Superman. Uh, and I liked Batfleck. Uh, I was excited when this project was a standalone Batfleck movie. Because that was a cool interpretation of the character. And I wanted to see more of that. And shit happened. And now we're getting this. So I'm a little apprehensive going into it. That being said, it's me. It's a Batman movie. I'm going to be there opening night. Yeah, no, Batman I, logo shirt because I'm that guy. Hey, uh, do you want to know why they made ten, why this is the tenth Batman movie? Because there are about ten million people that are exactly like that. Yep. Um, much That's like nice. we've done what three? The next Spider-Man movie is going to be the eighth one, or Spider-Man movie is going to be the. If you're not including the Avengers movies, the what eighth yep. standalone? Eighth. Yep. Uh, and that's only since what 2000 2001? Um, 2003 was the original Spider Man, or no, two, 2002, 2002. Yeah. 2002. So, <clears throat> you know, by the time it comes out, 20 years, eight movies. Meanwhile, you know, I, yeah. I, I understand that like uh, Batman is you know, has what 10 ish years up on that, but yeah. Actually, he really doesn't. If you include, if you're including Justice League and Batman for Superman as Batman movies, then Spider-Man yeah. has uh, Infinity War. I don't really count Endgame because he's in the movie for like six minutes of Half screen of time. Yeah, um, right. Uh, but Civil War. So yep. it's his introduction. Yeah, it, it's again. I get it. He's you know, Batman is DC's. Hey, we need to print money. Let's make Batman again. Uh, and it, it's it's usually something like something like this happens, and you're like, why are they rebooting that franchise again? Oh, they have to retain their their their. If they don't make a new movie, they lose the rights, kind of thing. But no, it's Warner Brothers. They own Batman full out. They're not doing it because they have to to retain the character. They're doing it because they know a Batman movie will make money, even if it sucks. Because that's the world we live in. So I, Looking I just, at you, I really, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, 
we don't really know a lot about the plot. It's said to be early in Batman's career, roughly like his second year of operating may or may not be set during the nineties, um, which had a lot of people, including myself thinking, Oh, is this still like the Batfleck prequel movie? Because here's the thing. DC hasn't thrown out the DCEU continuity. So is this Batman movie, the origin of, batman in that universe is it a like joker is it going to be just its own weird pocket universe that doesn't exist in anything else other than its own universe at some point that's another thing that has me i don't want to see uh, warner brothers and dc throw out the idea of a connected dc universe because that's a really cool idea don't shy away from it this movie is a giant question mark a giant green riddler shaped question mark in the uh, DC landscape, um, and I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm also again a bit apprehensive. I want to see all these characters living in the same universe. I think it hurt Birds of Prey to not mention you know that there's a Bruce Wayne reference, but that you know Batman's very missing from the movie. But a lot of those characters tie into Batman uh, in significant ways, especially Cassandra Kane. Um, it was kind of weird for me as as an Uber comic book to be like weird for me to see that movie and not see any mention of Batman. So I hope we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. I, I, I don't really want to see the bat, sorry, the Batman, uh, <laughs> Battinson in its own weird corner of the sandbox where it doesn't touch anything else. Like I want this to be a great Batman. I want to see that Batman folded into the, the world where Margot Robbie is still, uh, Harley Quinn and, Chai Courtney's fucking Captain Boomerang. Uh, like I want to see it all connected, even if it's not every single movie. You know, has crossover stuff into it. You know, you don't have to lean into that every movie, but to know that it's possible that they could show up in each other's movies, I want that that door open. I guess so. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very up in the air about this movie, um, just because there's a lot of unanswered questions right now. All I know is I've read that it's not supposed to be an origin story, and if we get a Batman movie that does not, once again, rehash the damn murder of the parents, Martha and Thomas Wayne, then it goes straight to the head of the list, in my opinion. I don't care if Mr. Bean was playing Batman. If you don't show me the origin, <laughs> by God, I fucking love it. Yeah, I, the, I think uh, we're I'd, I'd, I'd buy a ticket to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to beat me right there. Uh, but I, I do. I'll like just sit that. next to him. There you I go. Think, uh, uh, I think we're all in agreement on this one. I, I mean, I like Robert Pattinson. I think uh, he got a bad rap with the the whole Twilight thing, and he's he's done very very well to try and get past it. He's a he's a good actor. Um, I haven't seen him in in, in a lot. Uh, I know one of the things I did see him in uh, that I liked him in was Water for Elephants back when way back when that came out. That's one of his older movies now. But yeah, I'm good with with it all around. So, all right, then. just my two cents. You're Once what again, now? My two cents, and I'm jiggy with it, especially there if there's no damn origin. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think uh, we are all good on. Uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne are up there with um, Uncle Ben at this point. Like, yeah, we, we know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the next there's three left on the list. I think they'll go on well, a lot. Of- less known about them um right now december 22nd 2021 dwayne the rock johnson as black adam 
Okay. In a movie that they've been talking about for like six years. Uh, Here's my opinion about that movie. Just call me when it fucking happens already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, Black Adam does not need his own movie. Uh, He should be the bad guy in Shazam 2. That's my personal opinion. The only thing that has gotten me interested about this project is a rumor floating around that the, I won't say bad guy, but the antagonist in the Black Adam movie will actually be the Justice Society. That piqued my interest a bit because uh, there are some really cool characters in the Justice Society. And I love anytime DC movies get um, start to dive deep into like DC continuity and Golden Age stuff. So that's like Golden Age Flash. That's uh, uh, magic version of Green Lantern, not a uh, space cop Green Lantern. Um, depending which version you read, the OG Black Canary. Um, so that kind of piqued my interest. You know, if, if it's Black Adam fighting Hawkman, yeah, I'm fucking watch that. Um, but honestly, I, I don't think the character needs his own movie other than we have the rock playing him. So he needs to get his own movie. I feel like this mm-hmm. is the thought process behind that. Uh, I'd much rather see Black oh. Adam as a bad guy in Shazam too. Yeah. I don't know much about Black Adam cause I, I, I didn't read a lot of, uh, he's, Shazam he's evil. Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's, other yeah. than that, I don't know anything about him. That's all you need to know about him. <laughs> He's he's a champion chosen by the before Billy Batson. The power corrupted him. He ended up becoming a dictator. He's 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 evil Shazam. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a cool character, but yeah, he needs to be the villain of Shazam too. I agree Uh, with you on that. If you remember, uh, at the end of Shazam, they they're all sitting around the throne room and they're like, "Hey, there's one chair empty." Oh yeah, there you go. (sighs) Enough said. Uh, to borrow a line from the other guys. Uh, yeah. anything, so, anyone else? I think we're going to move on from Black uh, Black Adam. Um, yes. We're going to jump to uh, June 3rd, 2022. Actually, no, no. We're going to save that one for a second. Um, okay. So I'm getting out of... Uh, um, currently scheduled for December 16th, 2022 was Aquaman 2. It's currently in development. James Wan is still attached to director. The surviving cast will still be back. Maybe not Amber Heard. Um, Subtitled Sleeping with the Fishes. (laughs) (laughs) Should be. Uh, I'm excited for more, but without knowing what, again, like Scott said, they really mined a lot of story in the first movie. So other than maybe going back and fleshing out ideas from the first movie that we kind of glossed over, um, you could kind of do some of the like throne of Atlantis stuff where uh, the, the, well, they did that. And so throne of Atlantis is all about Atlantis, like causing a massive tidal wave and like warring with the surface world. But we already kind of did that in the first one. So like, yeah, I think they 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 may have shot themselves in the foot a little bit of the well, what storyline do we have left to tell? And in this case, I think it's more of what do we want to what's out of the eighteen ideas we threw out uh, to see what would stick in the first movie. What do we want to follow up on? Or shirtless Jason Momoa? I can guarantee that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, 
Yeah, we talked about this. I never saw the first one. So that's fine. No, I got I I got like I said, like I said, these these next ones there's not really a lot known. There's not a lot to go on. But they have release dates, so we're gonna at least bring them up. And my last one currently scheduled for June 3rd, 2022. The Flash, starring Ezra Miller, currently being directed by Andy and my birthday's last name. Muschietti, who did It 1 and 2 and Mama. Um, it's just not happening. No, no, it's not. This movie's never going to fucking happen. This is the new mutants mm. of the DC universe. Uh, I like Ezra Miller. It's sad. Um, but this movie's just not happening. No, Ezra Miller ended up being really good in as this character in Justice League, so I was excited to see him get some, some screen time to himself, but... Yeah, this this it's not gonna I, I this is it's not gonna happen. There's so many reasons why. Uh the the last bit of storyline we got about what might be this movie uh was that it was gonna be an adaptation of the Flashpoint story. If you're unfamiliar with Flashpoint in the comics, Barry Allen goes back in time, messes stutter stuff up, and completely resets the DC universe. You can see how at one point in time, a reset button would have been really tempting for the execs at Warner Brothers for the DC Universe. At one point in time, like three years ago, I could have seen them like, yeah, just do Flashpoint and reset everything. We'll, we'll try it again. Under under uh, the current watch of, of DC, I don't think they really care about hitting reset. They're just going to pick what worked and forget what didn't and keep going on. So you don't really need this Flash movie. Well, when it comes to the DC movies, I mean, you know, you've got the the Marvel movies, which is almost a benchmark right now. But whereas Marvel is has done very well with story driven movies and story driven, you know, arcs and stuff, I think DC, even in comic books, is better being character centered stories and character centered you know arcs instead of overarching stories cuz every time they try that you know they just like they just load a blunderbuss up of storylines and fire it at the screen yeah um, but if they keep it to just a character and just center a story around a character or two characters i think they do a lot better so that's just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree. And it's just uh they're in a weird spot. Um again, if if if, if the movies we, t- we talked about in, in section one all came out and people hated them and money, then yeah, you, you throw it all out and you try again. But enough <laughs> has worked. I don't think we're gonna throw everything out. I think we're gonna they they wanna try to keep what worked and 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 fix things on the fly. Um, that being said, again, Flash, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing Ezra Miller as the character, but this movie, I just I don't see it happening. I think I think Koran's more certain of it maybe than I am, but I don't see this happening. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> uh, so that's all the movies we have release dates for. Um, I'm loading up my blunderbuss, Scott, because here's a bunch of movies that have been announced but currently have no release dates. Cyborg, Man of Steel 2, Green Lantern Corps, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, The Trench, 
Yeah, that they were gonna and still are developing a spinoff just about the crazy sea monsters from Aquaman. Okay, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Justice League Dark, which just got announced as it's going to be turned into an HBO series by J.J. Abrams, well, at least, at least his production company. Uh, and those are the only ones I could remember in my head that at some point Warner Brothers has announced as this movie is going to happen, but currently have no release date. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cart before the horse comes to mind. I have more interest in watching Morbius than a lot of those movies. <laughs> and you know how I feel about Jared uh, Leto. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. All day. Fuck Jared. Um. That being said, uh, we're gonna come to our final topic. Uh, or our final subtopic, whatever. Uh. So that's where what we've gotten. That's what's coming down the line. The most important question. What do we want from DC movies? Is it a specific movie? Is it a general like rule to follow? What do you guys got? What do you want to see from DC movies? Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> Scott was very specific. I like. I was, that. you know, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I want, I want the Green Lanterns. I want to, I want to see the core. I mean. You saw how I mean everybody has seen how well Guardians of the Galaxy has done, uh, and is going to continue to do. Um, uh, Thor Ragnarok did very well, so you've got this 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 uh, want and like for that type of you know the the space and and everything else like that. It's out there. You could you could do really good kind of um, comic book slash sci fi. Uh, hybrid stories and stuff and, and why they didn't jump on Green Lantern Corps as a vehicle when Guardians of the Galaxy was hitting its stride and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was coming out, I have no idea. They were balls deep in two Justice League movies at that point? Huh. Yeah. Blunderbuss, meet Wall. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm done. We've made it this far without bringing up the Snyder Cut. I'm not going to bring it up. Uh, I I have an oddly specific thing I want to see. Okay, yes. Um, I want to see a good portrayal of the Riddler. Mm. Do you have someone in mind? Yes. Uh, well, strangely, the one person I had in mind has already been in a Batman movie. Uh, so, I was gonna say Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Huh. Um. Interesting. The the only other option. Jesus Sorry. Christ! Is everyone okay? <laughs> We're good. I'm gonna go on mute for a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh. The other one I can think of is kind of an oddball choice, but you know I'm a large fan of this guy getting work, and uh, I think you've watched Community, so you can understand where I'm about to. Uh, my reasoning here. I think Danny Pudi would make a really good. Uh, Riddler, but he also doesn't have a lot of star power. So the one name I heard rumored forever ago that I sounded really cool was Matt Smith from Doctor Who. He's he's because again, Riddler's the kind of character, uh, Arkhamverse style Riddler. Yeah. 
I, I, I can Go definitely wrong. get into that. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Um, Sorry, I get into that. Broke up. No, you're all good. You're all good. Um, yeah, because yeah, we definitely you know if, if you love Frank Gershwin, uh, skin tight outfit over the top, you definitely got that with obviously Frank Gershwin in '66, but also with uh, with uh, Jim Carrey. So that being the last time film audiences have seen the Riddler, I think he's ripe for reinvention. Uh, I'm really no. curious to see how. Hold on, hold on. Wait, did you did you include Jim Carrey in there? Yeah, I think we're breaking okay. up again. Um, yeah, so I said you, you got Frank Gershwin playing that six. You got Jim Carrey playing okay a, 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 that character dialed up to eleven. Um, yeah. So if that's the last time film audiences have seen the Riddler, he's sort of ripe for reinvention. Personally, and, uh, I was gonna. I was going to say credit where it's due. The, the show was shit, but out of the like 13 episodes I watched of Gotham, I did think the guy playing uh, Edward because he wasn't the Riddler yet was pretty much one of the only things that made that show uh, watchable. I fucking hate that show. It's not good. There's a reason I gave up after half a season. I gave you know, up after one episode. I watched, I watched Gotham for, I think three seasons. Uh, Why do you hate yourself? I liked what they were trying to do. I liked the characterization, and I agree with Koran. I I, I liked uh, that actor's portrayal of Edward uh, the Riddler, however you want to call him. But I I thought it was very well done for his characterization because uh, I liked the more cerebral um, uh, Riddler versus. Um, uh, the 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 Frank Gorshin Jim Carrey over the top mm-hmm. Riddler, you know, uh, and and it, 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 if we're talking about that cerebral version of the Riddler uh, and reinventing the Riddler, uh, the person I would love to see play him on screen uh, is a gentleman whose name I can't think of right now. Uh, <laughs> he, played, uh, he played. He uh, played. Uh, Abe Sapien, the the, the creature from uh, Water Music movie. Uh, oh, uh, play Saru. Uh, yeah, shit. Um, like Slenderman. <sighs> uh, fuck, he's in the. <sighs> How fast can I type in <laughs> IMDb? What the hell is his name? I'm completely blank. Joe Jones. Now. Doug yes. Jones, thank you. I would love to see Doug Jones play a cerebral type Riddler uh, because, first of all, I, I love his his acting. Um, I, I like his his portrayal of Saru in in Discovery, and and I would really love to see him, you know, uh, do that something. He's kind of known well, for doing heavy makeup and creature. Yeah, and, how and would you? Like how do you? How would you get him in full body prosthesis though? Because Doug Jones can't work without a full body. <laughs> See, I think he needs to be given the the shot of working completely without you know. Because, uh, but yeah, I would love to see him as the Riddler. He would be. My I can get behind that. No, I'll start that hashtag. Doug Jones for a Riddler. I'll, I'll watch that. I'm really curious to see what we're gonna get out of Oswald being played by Colin Farrell. Like that uh, to me is kind of up there with casting Jason Momoa as Aquaman in terms of the character is kind of the butt of some jokes. So let's get a cast or an actor to play that role that like just eliminates those jokes. 
unless they put Colin Farrell in a giant fat suit, I don't see how he's going to be the stereotypical short, fat, giant nosed penguin. So yeah. I'm curious. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I loved him as uh, Bullseye. I he's the best and only great part about Fantastic Beasts is his villain in the first movie. Um, Gustav Graves was fantastic. He can play a great villain, so I'm excited. He can play a great villain. So my, what do I want to see from DC very quickly? Because we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Um, A lot of this we've already talked about. I'm not going to mention any specific stuff, but continue to embrace what makes each character unique and and steer another skit. You know, Aquaman had freaking giant sea battles with Aquaman riding on a giant seahorse and I'm not kidding an octopus playing the goddamn drums. They <laughs> went into it and they it did. worked. Um, it had Black Manta with that giant goofy helmet and they made it work. Um, continue doing that. Don't try to, to don't go backwards uh, in the, to the Snyderverse when you painted every character with the Batman brush. Like let people let each character be who they need to be, uh, but don't abandon the idea of a connected universe. You can still make that work. You can still salvage that. Not everyone has to show up in every movie. Even Marvel doesn't do that. But at least leave the door open for it. Um, uh, give uh, continue to focus on characters that aren't in the spotlight or that our uh, audiences aren't immediately familiar with for a long time. The thinking was if it wasn't Batman or Superman, we're not going to make it because uh, for a comic book movie to be successful, it has to be a character that the entire public already knows about. That was the thinking for a long time. I think Marvel's more than proven that's bullshit. Um, so go towards stuff like Martian Manhunter. Uh, give the birds of prey a spinoff. Movie. Yes. For the love of God, give Green Lantern another chance. That is a giant universe waiting to be tapped into. It um, is. It's going to be selfish for a second. Give my boy Ollie Queen a chance. Uh, I'll go see a Green Arrow movie enough times to make it profitable for you. I promise. <laughs> um, and then my last note, I said I wasn't going to mention any specific projects, but I lied. I'm going to, for the love of God, please give Henry Cavill the chance to play Superman. He's played Mopey Clark Kent. He's played Mopey whatever emo guy from Batman vs. Superman. We got shades, little glimmers of him actually playing the full-on big blue Boy Scout in Justice League, which is one of the only reasons I say watch Justice League. Henry Cavill could be amazing as Superman. Just give him the project to do it. Give it to someone who knows and loves Superman. And let him just be the big blue boy scout. Please. Before he gets. But make sure when you do that, he's not under contract for facial hair. (laughs) That'll save you. (laughs) I don't think we'll make that mistake again. Um, Otherwise, we'll just go full Cesar Romero. (laughs) Just some nice flesh color over it. (laughs) No one will know. It's fine. Just shoot him in wide shots. It'll be okay. (laughs) <laughs> uh, anybody else anything you want to see from DC better movies consistently <laughs> there, consistency there you go hit the nail on the head go Ron. yes stop making a movie by committee yeah um, yeah they've made some great stuff 
they've also made some trash and it's been very intermittent uh what we get but i think we're skewing towards it's it's on the good side and i think um the current uh methodology of just go movie by movie and make that movie the best project you can and sort everything else out later that's working for now i would like to see someone step up and take the the uh, the ra- uh, reins a bit and and say look we can connect all this we can make all this work you know in in a larger scale than just like superman walks in at the end of Shazam spoiler um you know more than just little nuggets like that we can actually connect and get to what i'd love to see done properly another justice league movie it can happen but that's a pipe dream right now uh we got to get things back on track so consistency yeah uh you nailed it Karan. cool so with that thank you for joining us uh thank you for writing it out please let us know what do you want to see from the dc universe there are projects or characters that we didn't talk about that you want us to uh did you guess what gun cox is playing with a big hint right there all right that's it for this week thanks for listening uh we'll see you next week same bat time same bat channel i hate you look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's superman